Hello and welcome to another edition of Play Me or Fade Me. And thank you for joining us as always. And that's a winner. Yes, you can make it back to back winning days in the podcast. Wasn't beautiful, but I'll take a winning day. Let's recap the winning card for Saturday. I still have one bet pending on Colorado, minus the one and a half at USC. Not looking the best at halftime, but there's still 20 minutes of basketball to go. I'll update the show notes with the official results once it goes final. Let's recap my winners from Saturday. I cash on Creighton, minus the two and a half on the road at Butler. They win by double digits. I cash on Kansas, minus the one and a half on the road at Oklahoma. They win by double digits. I cash on South Dakota State, minus the one and a half. On the road at Omaha, they win in overtime and cover the number for me. I cash on the Frozen Pond with the Kings and the Bruins. I have the over five and a half. They go over with ease, and I get to cash that ticket. Then I had a mixed result in the ACC. We cashed the Twitter vote, but I lose the overnight podcast play. Yes, I had Virginia, minus the two and a half against Wake Forest overnight. Then, of course, we know lines move during the course of the day. I had Virginia minus the one and a half that I added after the Twitter vote. And wouldn't you know, the game ended at two because Virginia shot just one of 11 at the free throw line. Oh, boy, how do they do that? One of 11 for kids on scholarship. That was frustrating. It could have been better. It could have been worse, of course. I guess I'll take the Twitter vote. We get that one home, but I really felt like I had the podcast play as well. And then how about this one? Roll your eyes here. I was on Wisconsin, minus the one at Iowa. The Badgers led by 13 at one point. I felt like they had the game. It goes to overtime. They get out to a nice lead in OT. Felt good again, but the Hawkeyes would not go away. And ultimately, Iowa hits a shot with a second to go. They win the game and I lose the wager. Then I made a mistake in the summit. I had Oral Roberts minus the one and a half against North Dakota. That was just a bad idea. So that's how it goes on Saturday. We'll try to make it three in a row here on Sunday. But before we get to the card, I have a little trivia question for you. thought this was interesting. I remember it from years back, but I forgot it. So here you go. Here's your fun fact or trivia question. Can you name the three coaches to take Washington State to the NCAA tournament? I'll give you a hint. One retired in 1994. The other two coaches remain at a high level in the college game. I'll give you the answer in just a moment. But now, let's get to the card here for Sunday. And we start in the American. It's a heavyweight battle at the top of the conference. I'm on Florida Atlantic, minus the four, at South Florida. So after a Final Four run last year, Dusty May and the Owls have been getting everyone's best shot. They're 10-2 and two in the American, but it's felt a little underwhelming for a defending Final Four team with everyone back. Their losses have been to Charlotte and UAB by two and three points, respectively. They have OT wins this year over UTSA and Wichita State. They have a one-point win over Tulane and a three-point win over North Texas. Yes, winning ugly. But if we rewind to the non-conference, this Owls team beat Arizona. They crushed Texas A&M. They beat Butler. They crushed Virginia Tech. And they crushed St. Bonaventure. They have the number one offense in the American. They have the number 15 ranked offense in the nation. This team can score in bunches. I love this offense. South Florida, on the other hand, they're 11-1 and one of the American. They're the top dog. They've won 10 straight games. They're 18-5 and five overall, 
After years of starving for basketball success in Tampa, South Florida fans finally have it. They have the number one defense in the conference. They have the number five offense. Just wish the Bulls were that good when I had season tickets back in 2008, and they went 9-22 and when I lived in the area. The Bulls are a great story, but they are the David on this Sunday. The team from Boca is the Goliath. FAU will be up for this one. They have no intention of letting the team from Tampa win this conference. I think the Owls bring their A game, and when they bring their A game, watch out. I'm on Florida Atlantic, minus the four at South Florida. If anyone's attending this game, please grab a Mel's hot dog after the game. I miss that place. Next up on the card, we go to the Atlantic 10. It's Rhode Island, plus the four and a half against Loyola of Chicago. So Rhode Island has been sitting around for a week after losing by two at UMass last Sunday. I like how they played in that game. They already have home wins this season over the likes of Yale, St. Joseph's, and UMass, all teams similar in class to Loyola of Chicago. The Rams ranked fifth on offense, but 13th on defense, so that is a concern. Loyola of Chicago has turned around their season after a sluggy 6-5 and five start. They're now 10-2 and two in the A-10. Winners of five straight, including a five-point win over St. Joe's on Wednesday. The Ramblers already have five conference road wins. We know winning on the road is not easy. They have a great defense that ranks third in the conference. Their offense, though, a little suspect, ninth in the conference. This is a CBS Sports Network game. I think the Rams answer the bell and get this one at home, but I'll still take the points. Give me Rhode Island, plus the four and a half over Lyle of Chicago. Next up on the card, we head to the Pac-12. It's Utah, plus the three at UCLA. So it's deja vu all over again for me. It's a repeat of the Colorado and USC handicap from Saturday, which might not be going the best for me, so I don't know if I like this. Utah was upset by USC on Thursday. UCLA upset Colorado on Thursday. I do love these spots, especially the second game of the weekend. UCLA is red hot. They're playing great defense. They're coming off their best win of the year over Colorado, and they will be looking to erase the thought of that night they hit rock bottom in Salt Lake City, losing 90-44 to against these Utes. Utah themselves now might be at rock bottom. They've lost five of six. This once promising season is slipping away at 15-10. and 10. It looks like Utah left their heart and soul on the floor when they lost to Arizona in triple overtime. After a couple major disappointments, I expect them to bring the intensity to Polly Pavilion for their last meeting as a conference foe. Give me the Utes of Utah, plus the three, on the road at UCLA. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Next up on the card, it is Mac Daddy Hoops Play of the Day. It is Ryder, minus the two and a half at Manhattan. So the Bronx trailed much of the night against the Mount, but a couple freshmen off the bench helped spark the rally for the W. Manhattan, on the other hand, covered but lost on Friday by 10 at Iona, dropping to 2-12 and 12 in the Mac. 
Ryder won the first meeting by 13 with the Bronx grabbing 15, or excuse me, 14 offensive rebounds. Ryder has been up and down, but they have racked up wins this season by taking care of business over the bottom half of the conference. The Bronx have covered in three of their last four as favorites at Manhattan. Let's do it again. I'm on Ryder minus the two and a half at Manhattan. And once again, you can follow Mac Daddy Hoops on Twitter. He'll give you the free or the full recap and preview of each and every game in the Mac. Now it's time for my bonus bets. Play number one, it's Rutgers plus the three and a half at Minnesota at 21 and three against the spread. I am going to fade Minnesota the rest of the year. No handicap. Just give me my money back. Yeah, I'm a gopher fan, but as a gambler, 21 and three, I'm going to fade you. I'm sorry. Rutgers, the Scarlet Knights, once again, plus the three and a half at Minnesota. Next bonus bet is in the American Conference. It's Memphis plus the four and a half at SMU. So it could be worse. I could be betting on Tulane in this spot. I've learned my lesson on the green wave, but not quite yet on Memphis. Ken Palm, much smarter than me, has SMU by seven. Greg Peterson at VEASAN, much smarter than me, has SMU by five and a half. Another model that I look at, much smarter than me, has SMU by six and a half. I'm a slow learner. I like to be stubborn and miserable at times. So I'm going into the computer again, something I said I should not do, but I'm doing it again with this game. I have watched both of these teams several times. I will take the Memphis talent 10 out of 10 times. The Tigers won the first meeting. They trailed by 15 at one point. They trailed by 12 at a halftime, but they rallied in the second half to win by three. SMU in that game just shot 33.8%, but they still had a shot to win thanks to 19 offensive rebounds. David Jones for Memphis shot just two of 13 on Thursday at North Texas. He averages 21.6 points per game. He just needs to be better today. If we get the good David Jones, the Tigers win this game. Don't count Memphis out just yet. I'm going to grab the four and a half here. Give me the Tigers of Memphis on the road at SMU. Yes, I like road teams. You guys know that by now. I back a lot of road teams, and I pay the price at times, but uh, we'll do it again here on Sunday. NBA, I'm going to have a bet in the NBA today. How about this? It's the All-Star game, West against the East. Total is 364. That's a big number. Tails it is. I'm on the under 364 between the West and the East in the NBA. NHL on the frozen pond. I selected the New York Rangers at the New York Islanders. Total of five and a half. Tails it is. I'm on the under five and a half between the Rangers and the Islanders. Your trivia answer here, George Raveling, also the former Iowa and USC head coach. He was coach number one to take Washington State to the NC2A tournament. Coach number two to take Washington State to the NC2A tournament, Calvin Sampson. Obviously, before his days at Oklahoma, Indiana, and Houston, he did it. And then the third and final coach to take him to the tournament, Tony Bennett, of course, before he went on to Virginia. So now, let's recap my card for a Sunday. In the American, I'm on Florida Atlantic, minus the four at South Florida. I'm on Rhode Island, plus the four and a half against Loyola of Chicago. I'm on Utah, plus the three at UCLA. I'm on Ryder, minus the two and a half at Manhattan. I'm on Rutgers, plus the three and a half at Minnesota. I'm on Memphis, plus the four and a half at SMU. 
NBA, East and the West, under the 364. NHL, Rangers and Islanders, under the 5.5. Can we make it three straight winning days? Well, we'll find out. Enjoy the games. And as always, manage that bankroll. Don't chase money. Have fun. And let's cast some tickets together. Good luck, everyone.